Welcome to Super Talk, the podcast that scratches your superhero itch. Just two suburban dads nerding out over superhero stuff on the small screen and the big. Buckle up, people. Enjoy the ride. Welcome to Super Talk, the weekly podcast dedicated to news and reviews of comic book media on the big and small screen. This is episode number 58, and I'm your host, Brian Professor Pettis, and with me as always is my illustrious co-host, Titanium Tony Estrella. Titanium, episode 58, we're here. We're here to talk about some really crazy crap this week. First of all, let me get something out of the way. Yes, sir. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. I don't think we celebrated your birthday. I mean, last last year... We had costume guests with cupcakes singing happy birthday. Yeah, that got a lot of views on YouTube, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Our wives dressed up in cosplay, and they yeah. came down and sang happy birthday. But uh, it's just me this time. I can dress up next time if you like. No, you, I'm good. You always look good, Titanium. So Thanks. Know. But happy birthday, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I was able to... Lovely uh, dinner last night. Yeah, we went out for a nice dinner last night with you guys. And uh, last week on my birthday, I was able to fly to Arizona, and I want to thank my, my hosts, Daniel and Nozick, for uh, inviting me out to Arizona for a few days and, and have some warm weather and played a little golf and uh, drank a little wine and ate some good food. But yeah, it was, it was a great time, and uh, I'm he back. Was, my to, lips are To his chapped. guests, they were abs- he was absolutely gloating last <laughs> night about what a great time he had yeah. and how much wine he drank. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was wonderful. So uh, it w- great diversion, you know. Where we live here in the in the in the Washington D.C. area, about this time of year, you kind of get the winter doldrums a little bit. You know, it's overcast and a little cold, and just like you know, and to go out there and have sunshine and just good nice. weather for a few days, that was it was just well, great, thank you. great recharge. Thank you for taking care of the professor out there, and and happy birthday, brother. Thank you, man. I like your shirt. Yeah, this was a birthday gift from the Estrellas last night. You got a nice little. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange shirt. And, it's appropriate. Uh, we'll be talking about him a little bit tonight for sure. Uh, and then we want to also talk about uh, you're going to be at the Fairfax Comic Con coming up here March 5th, Saturday, March 5th, Chantilly Expo Center. Uh, Super Talk will have a booth there, and Titanium will be making an appearance. And yep, for those of you in the area, uh, please stop by, say hello, uh, grab a sticker, you know, uh, support the show. We really appreciate it. Yeah, we're going to be talking about Batman uh, with uh, anybody who wants to talk. So come up, uh, let's talk. I'll be taking notes. Maybe you make the podcast. Uh, we'll we'll be doing the podcast later on that weekend. But uh, come talk to me about the Batman. Uh, I I hope that it's as good as I want it to be. Yeah, that Does comes that make out. Sense? That, yeah, we're seeing that two nights earlier uh, comes out. You know, the officially March fourth. Uh, we're, we're seeing it on the third, and and. You will have a lot of fresh thoughts on your minds as well as everybody else at the Comic-Con. So. Boy, I, I hope it delivers. I, I saw a little clip, and I was underwhelmed by the clip that I saw. So I hope that does not uh, carry on through the whole movie. But uh, let's, let's get this show started. Let's start the school. All right. Well, uh, first, we want to thank the patrons. These are the listeners that bring the show to you. Patreon.com slash Supertalk if you'd like to become a patron. It costs you $1.00. For every time we bring out an episode, and that's a way you can support the show directly. Thanks to those of you out there that do that today. Uh, we really appreciate it, and it helps uh, helps us support the audience because we buy swag and give it away at Comic Con. So uh, thank you so much for that. But if you'd like to join, Patreon.com/slash/SuperTalk. That's how you join. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Let's uh, jump into the review section, and uh, 
we got a nice finale this week. The Peacemaker series on HBO Max reached its climax in more ways than one. Uh, (laughs) And I tell you what, uh, we've been gloating about how much we've enjoyed this show. Um, And it's been a great time because nothing else is really coming out that's been new. But it's been a fresh breath of air every week for us to get this episode. And now it's gone. But you know what? The finale delivered. I mean, it really did tie up everything. Big time. It was awesome. Yeah. uh, Great writing. Great finale. Usually the finales of these TV series are a little bit of a letdown. The, the episode before the finale is usually better than the actual finale. Uh, a lot of loose ends that t- need to be tied up. And uh, James Gunn did a hell of a job. Congratulations to James Gunn. If he's watching, I doubt he is or if he's listening. But uh, congratulations to James Gunn. He is engaged to Jennifer uh, Holland, uh, Hardcourt. Who plays Hardcourt in the yeah, show, right? Yeah, they got engaged. So congratulations to him. Well, and as we found out in the show, she's still on the show, or theoretically. So she's going to be working again, which is, uh, you know, <laughs> he keeps her employed and uh, gets a, you know gives her a ring. So that's uh, that's pretty good. And, and she is a smoke show, for sure. No question. It gives uh, nerds out there all the hope in the world. Not that James, James Gunn's a stunning young man. He's a good-looking dude, so uh, you know, good for him. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, let's we'll kind of just run through the episode real quick. But it was uh, really fantastic. You know, after last week's episode uh, where Peacemaker had killed his father, and and they were kind of regrouping after Muren dying, and not really sure what to do, and they're like, "Screw it, we got to keep moving forward the mission. We got to take out the cow. It's the only way to defeat the butterflies, right?" right. And so they're. Literally the first scene of the show. Yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, there's some major spoilers coming. Just FYI. So yeah. spoiler alert. If you haven't watched the finale. Spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah. Click pause, go watch it, and then come back and, and listen to the rest of the show. But that first scene in, with them in, in the uh, the vet ambulance, they they had taken a vet ambulance right. from uh, from the veterinarian office that they had, had helped eagerly at. And, jeez, uh, uh, the, the scene between Leota and Peacemaker where she's trying awesome. to apologize to him and he's like, <laughs> like the whole time. It was so hysterical. You know what it reminded me of? And then Vigilante gets into the act. It, it like, reminded oh me God. of when um, uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy, when the guy, uh, what's his name? Um, the blue guy, the father that died. Oh, Yondu. Oh, Yondu is trying to sell... He's trying to. He goes into that like uh, museum with the guy with the eyebrows yeah. and Xandar, and he's like saying, you know, and he's to, and it's like, Xandar is, and he's like, high end. It it reminded me of that scene. It was so great and That's hilarious. That's a good recall, isn't it? That's good recall. Uh, I I just thought that was absolutely hilarious, and and Leota was great in that. She played it. I mean, I think her first job in the very beginning was she was working for an animal shelter. It's it's funny how it came full circle, and she ends up in this animal van, you know. But that that was a great back and forth, oh just my brilliant God. writing. And it was you know her attempt to apologize, say look, you know, and and you know Peacemaker ultimately says, look, I thought you were my friend, and and she's like, I am, you know, and and they kind of came to grips there um but the the whole story that they go into of how they're going to take this cow cow down they get to the site of where the cow is and you know they see how many butterflies are there and they're like oh my god we can't do this by ourselves and leota calls her mom amanda waller right and says 
hey, you need to send backup like right now. You know, call the Justice League. You know, so we're, we're way outnumbered, and you know, Waller's like that ain't happening. It's not getting. They're not getting there in time. You know, Harcourt's in charge. You guys sit back. You know, and they're like, well, crap, it's all on us. Yeah, she right? gets on the phone. Yes, mom, and yeah. hangs up on her. Right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so they come up with this great plan. So they have all of Peacemaker's helmets that they had taken from his father's uh, warehouse. And one of them, the sonic boom helmet that he used to take down uh, the first butterfly in the first episode. He's like, oh, that I, that's a that's sonic boom. And they're like, oh, I've got a plan. We just need to get it onto the roof of the barn and we'll set it off remotely with a with a walkie talkie. And right. Like, oh, that's fantastic. Great idea. And Peacemaker was like, Eagle, can fly it over there. Oh, no, they had the anti-gravity helmet first. And she accidentally says... Leota accidentally, accidentally says... says, activate anti-gravity. You know, that's all we have to do is say activate anti-gravity. And we can, like, float over there. And then the helmet just starts floating off in the air. <laughs> it was so great. That was great. He was so pissed. He was like, did you say activate the anti-gravity? She's like, I might have... That was hilarious. Yeah, and then he tries to get Eagly to fly over there. That was a funny scene. Oh, and him and, and Vigilante, and they're like, like talking, and you know, Eagly, you know, all of a sudden he grabs the helmet and he starts flying away. They're like, he's doing it, he's doing it. And then he just like turns and goes into the woods and drops and it, drops it. Yeah, <laughs> and then they're all, then they all have to go find it and hunt for it and everything else. And and that's where we get a scene with Peacemaker sees. The ghost of his father, who's obviously yeah. still haunting him. And he says, you know, you're never going to get rid of me. And then Peacemaker takes out his dart gun. And he's like, what are you doing, boy? Pull your gun. And he's like, no, that would that would, that would let him know I'm here. I'm going to use a silent killer. You know, it's like, so he hits him in the, it, in the head. Yeah, so great. That um, just tells you how um, disturbed messed up. he still yeah. is from his father. Yeah, he's he's having visions of him. Hardcore actually sees him try to kill him. The, he blows a dart into the tree. <laughs> From Peacemaker's view, he hits his father in the forehead and kills him again. That was funny. Yeah, but then they find the helmet. That That's how they find the helmet. And uh, um, Peacemaker then takes out one of the guards who's kind of on the perimeter and brings a uniform back to Economist and says, hey, you need to put this on. And he's like, why is it wet? He goes, "What? Well, a lot of people don't know that, you know, at the moment of death, a lot of people you know, shit themselves. And he's like, I'm wearing shit pants. No, I washed it. In the no, stream. no, I washed it in the stream. <laughs> yeah. He says, I'm wearing diarrhea pants. Well, no, no, I didn't say it was diarrhea. Was it diarrhea? Yes, it was diarrhea. <laughs> that <laughs> it was, was funny. It's great. So they make him dress up as one of the police. Yeah. And economist now is the only one that they wouldn't recognize. So he's walking to the barn with, you know, the helmet and a bag and a couple of them stop him. And he kind of, you know, creatively is able to get by them. Um, but he, he drops the, he doesn't go all the way to the basement, uh, or the cave. He just like freaks out like halfway down the stairs when he sees the cow the first time yeah. he freaks out. He's and like, just, there's a kaiju down here. There's a kaiju <laughs> right, down here. Right. So funny. drops the bag and just runs and then they're all chasing him. Um, and then Leota sets off the helmet remotely and I believe it was like three or four charges before it uh, before it was out. It, it peters out. Yeah, but it did kind of totally destroy the the barn. It, took out a lot of the butterflies. The barn took out a lot of butterflies. Took down the stairs. You know, and we saw the teleportation device that they had built in the cave was starting to collapse. So it did what it was designed to do. What they yeah. hoped it would do was like really kind of thwarting their plans to get this 
cow They were hoping to get it all the way down there, uh, and one of the butterflies brought it back up to the surface. So it did a lot of damage, but it, it would have done way more damage if it was down by the actual cow. And the cow is just some kind of giant worm-type creature. He's huge, and these really big eyes. It's such yeah. a bizarre creature, but uh, I thought it was great. That was a that was a cool scene. Yeah, and then uh, then they basically were like, "Well, you know, we kind of gotta we gotta get down there. We got we gotta take this thing out." And Peacemaker and um, Harcourt and Vigilante are like, "We're, we're just going," yeah. and they rushed the butterflies, who were kind of devastated from the sonic boom thing. In a massive like gunfight, like vigilantes just cutting people in half, yeah, and I peacemakers mean, using his shield and throwing people up in the air and stabbing them with his shield. I mean, yeah. it was a great fight scene, awesome fight scene. It was awesome. I couldn't believe how Vig- well it was vigilante. You could really it it he he highlighted his fighting skills and what a badass he oh, was. He was just tearing people apart oh, with his sword, cutting off arms, oh, oh, cutting yeah. off heads. Yeah, it was very violent, which was yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and then ultimately they were like, you know, Peacemaker, go, go, go. And then he runs into the into the barn and Vigilante and Harcourt are out there trying to hold everybody off. And then they end up getting shot, both of them do, uh, pretty badly. Uh, Harcourt gets shot pretty bad. And then um, one of the, the – they do end up killing the – the queen or what, what was her name? Uh, Soto officer Soto, whoever the, the Asian uh-huh. um, police officer, they did end up killing her, but the butterfly came out and was going to go fly into Harcourt. And then Leota comes up right before it like gets into her mouth and pulls it out and kind of saves her from being, yeah. You know, one of infected. the butterflies. Cause yeah. the main queen is still down there with, uh, Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. 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 It was a, it was a different butterfly. Yeah. It was going to infect Harcourt. And but, Leota b- bounces out. She was supposed to stay behind so that she could. Um, and she was tearing ass with those guns. She, she took was, guns and she was like rolling and shooting sideways, and she was a badass. Yeah, and she uh, she kind of saved everybody. And then Economist had been had broken his leg when he tried to jump the fence. <laughs> so funny. But then he had crawled his way there with the um, human torpedo helmet. And Peacemaker had said earlier in the episode, you know, nobody uses that. He said, unless you want to have every bone in your body broken. Yeah. Nobody, that's just like the dumbest helmet ever. Well, Leota puts it on. It's like, hey, I'm, 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 I'm going to go help. And she's like searching. And what happened is uh, Peacemaker had walked down the stairs and the stairs collapsed and he fell through some hole in the ground. And he was being, he was buried yeah. by all this debris. He's trapped. And she was going down there to try to find him. And she gets really close to him, really close to him. And then he gets pulled out. We think it's her pulling him out, right. but it's actually the the queen yeah, butterfly. Goth. It's Goth. Go- yeah, yeah, pulling her out. Yeah, um, pulling him out. And uh, you know they fight for a little bit. And Leota sees him, and she says, "Activate human torpedo," and slams herself into the wall. Kind of misses almost, completely. <laughs> almost knocks herself out. Um, but ultimately, uh, Goth ends up trying to convince Peacemaker to help them. Yeah, so the the butterflies, their main objective isn't to take over the world. They came to Earth because their planet had run out of natural resources, and they came here and realized that humans were doing the same thing here, and they were like, we're going to help them stop what happened on our planet. Yeah, they their whole backstory was their planet was decimated. They did it, and they see what's happening to Earth, and they're saying, these humans, if we don't intervene and stop them are going to do the same thing to themselves. So, you know, for the greater good, we're going to kill a few of these and impose our own will. 
Um, and peace, it kind of resonates with Peacemaker, right? Because well, she said that, right? She's yeah, like, she's this like, is this your, is what you're all about, right? You're all about peace. You're all about you know stopping wars and and you the know planet, you know, you know saving the planet and everything else. You know, so fulfill your mission is what she says. I need you to go pull that switch because the two of us need to operate this machine while you pull that switch. I need your help. You, you're the only one that can do it, right? And he looks at her and he says, "Nah, fuck that." Yeah. And he sees Leota kind of stumbling over with the helmet on. He says, activate human torpedo. And she goes flying straight into the, the cow, <laughs> just completely penetrates the cow at the heart and, you know, comes down in some big blob of goo, basically. Yeah. And she comes flying out of it. Like, what the heck? Are you kidding me? That was hilarious. What a, what a great, great way to, you know, kill the cow, I yeah. guess. <laughs> what a great way to kill. And the, the, well, the name of the episode was... Uh, what was it called? The cow now or something? It was pretty clever, but uh, what what a great activate human torpedo. And she goes into it. And that was reminiscent of when uh, Drax jumps into the mouth <laughs> of, of that uh, interdimensional <laughs> creature from Guardians of the Galaxy. And he's like, ah! uh, the second movie. The, the and then first he comes season. plopping out of it. Yeah, yeah that was <laughs> hilarious. Very reminiscent, but um, what, a, what a great story. What a, And then finally Peacemaker kills the the police sergeant that goth has um taken over and goth comes flying out and and flies away but yeah. pretty pretty good ending uh, of a scene there i thought yeah and, and then, we, then we got like the big the big cameo cameo as they're walking away you know they um you know uh, uh harcourt's severely injured been shot a, a few times and you know not doing well and peacemaker picks her up and he's carrying her off the field and the rest of them are walking back towards the van. And then you see, you see who flies in. Yeah. Superman flies in and then you see the flash come in and uh, it's the justice league. The justice they show up. Well, some of the justice league, well, it's is, is Superman, there. the flash Aquaman and wonder woman. Wonder, right. The four of them show up. Wonder woman and Superman are kind of dark. Silhouetted. Out, shadow, right. Shattered out a little bit. You could definitely tell that who they are and you can see them. You just can't get facial uh, recognition from them and then uh then he just comes back you got you're late dickheads yeah you're late dickheads right he says that he said go fuck a fish he says that to aquaman and Aquaman, and it, it was jason momoa had come back to film the scene and he said uh he said man i hate that rumor and 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 it's it's um ezra miller playing yeah. barry Al in the flash he goes it's not a rumor dude and he goes, fuck you, Barry. Yeah. <laughs> it was so great. That was a great. <laughs> that was I just mean, awesome to have them cameo was just so great. Brilliant. Yeah. It was actually brilliant. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's why that show did uh, 44% higher viewership than the, the finale opening did. show. The finale had 44 Because of the cameo? I think because of the cameo. A lot of people heard once it happened, a lot of people uh, resonated with people. And the word of mouth of that show it's the number one HBO Max uh, original series on HBO. Now, granted, not H- it's HBO Max, right? Not HBO, not Game of Thrones or any Sopranos. of the Sopranos or yeah, any yeah, of those. Yeah. No, it's HBO Max, which has had some pretty good original series. Um, but that's the number one show so far. That's yeah, it did very well. And, you know, we get a little, you know, kind of end, end of the show where they're all in the hospital and hardcore is going into surgery. She's going to be okay. And they have a moment there. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh vigilante's like, I'll be fine. I just need a nap. And then he collapses on the floor. He obviously needs attention as well. <laughs> yeah. And, and you get a good scene with Leota and peacemaker kind of like, you know, 
bumping, making amends, bumping fists and saying, you know, we did it and all the other stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it did end up, you know, and, and from what we hear, you mentioned this to me earlier this week, Titanium. It's already been greenlit for a season two. So yes. we are going to get a season two of Peacemaker. Yep. And well-deserved. I mean, the show did very well. You know, John Cena just killed it. I think there's no reason why this team can't go on some new missions in another season. It's going to yeah. be awesome. Um, but the other thing we hear is that James Gunn also has another character from the Suicide Squad movie that he's... Um, written a, an original series for on HBO Max, and that one may be coming first. Yeah, We don't know which character that is. We don't know who that is, but he's taken a character from the Suicide Squad and is going to be doing another original series on HBO Max for that character. Who do you think it is? Uh, I, I have no idea. It might be Harley Quinn. That would be a big get. That would be think? a huge get, yeah. Margot Robbie in her own limited series, that'd be a big get. Well, I... I don't know. But she I would, would, she, you know who personally well. I would love to do it? Polka Dot Man. Did he I survive? Love that I thought he, he did died. not survive. No, no he died. But That's I would what I'm saying. If I think about the people that were alive, it would be Ratcatcher, who's still alive. And yeah. I, could that character hold a hold series? A series? No, I don't think um, so. It would be um, uh, King Shark. King Shark? Maybe. 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 That'd be a uh, lot of CG, very expensive. Right. Peacemaker, we know, survived because he got his own. Um, and then it would be... Um, uh, death shot, death shot, right? right. So yeah, Idris Elba's character. Yeah. So Eid, that would be a huge get actor wise too, right? So we'll see. I mean, he's obviously he's got plans. He's already written it, so it's, Dude, it's somebody. Really, it's probably it, a weasel was the other one that survived. Remember? Uh, yeah, yeah, weasel. <laughs> not a big star to carry its own series though, but uh, huge, huge show for DC. Uh, it's the rated the number one DC show, I think. It's probably the best DC show, and 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 I liked a lot of Teen Titans and and all the rest of them. Look, but fact of the matter is, James Gunn, I think, it. can write anything, and it will be entertaining. Everything Agreed. he's ever written has been entertaining. Well, so. James Gunn has come out and said openly that uh, after Guardians three, he is going to take time off from films and going to focus on TV series. He's developing the Suicide Squad uh, TV series that you were just talking about with another member. Uh, he's going to do Peacemaker 2, and uh, those he's going to be personally involved in, but he's also developing with other writers. He might not write the whole thing. He might not direct it, he said, but I'm involved in other shows that I'm going to have involvement in. So limited um, series. So, so, yeah. so do you think he's at some, it, you know, because we know that um, DC's doing a Batgirl series on HBO Max. Do you think he's involved in that in some capacity? I, I think after this and the success of this and what Warner Brothers said, you know, his Suicide Squad did not do well in the theater. I mean, it, it was good. It's well, a great movie. If you remember, it was given away for free on HBO Max as well. So it did not yeah. get an exclusive run in the theater. That is true. Um, and, and so it kind of, you know, I think Warner brother was like, Ooh, what, what's going on here? And then after this series, I think they're going to write him an empty check right. and, and to do whatever he wants. Why not? Right. I mean, not? it's a great get for them. So, uh, um, what a great, uh, great series. Watch it from front start. And here's another thing that, uh, do you think, do you think because of its popularity and how the show escalated um, on HBO Max from the first watch to the season finale. Do you think the time drop is now becoming a better viable thing for shows instead of the complete like Netflix 
kind of um, book where they drop the whole series and binge watch. You and I talked about this a little bit last night. I, I think you know the way that Netflix did this and still does this today, which is great, or for the most part, they have some like Ozark. I know they're doing like two separate seasons, and they've done with Stranger Things. They're going to be doing in two Stranger separate seasons. Th- yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think what they're doing is they're they're dropping series, but then they're dropping part two later because they know that after the major drop of a series, people are so hyped about it, but you don't get that word of mouth. You you get people talking about it for a month or two, and then it's done. With this, you get months of people talking That's about a th- it. I mean, look, we're talking about it one episode at a time, right? If we mm-hmm. if we got the whole series dropped, we may, we may bundle a couple into, into one episode. So, I mean, you know, I like, you know, for example, when The Witcher came out on Netflix, I like to be able to watch it at my pace, watch the whole thing. Right. If I want to do it in one day or two days or a weekend or whatever, I can do that. Right. Um, that was the same thing with all the Marvel series on Netflix. They dropped all 13 episodes at once, and you could just watch them at your own pace. But I think with Disney Plus and what HBO's done and Amazon and a bunch of others, they're now doing it release one week at a time. And it's a way to keep people subscribed. Because if I want to watch The Witcher, for example, I can subscribe to Netflix for a month, pay one month, and watch as much as I want and then cancel it. Whereas if I know that that's going to take 13 consecutive weeks before that series is over, I'm going to stay a, a subscriber that much longer. So unfortunately, I think that's here to stay. Um, you know, those of us who are already subscribers of this stuff, it really doesn't affect us more than we just have to wait a week to see some of the things we want to see. But I think it's here to stay. I agree with you 100%, but I think it's twofold. I think also the word of mouth and the the hype it can escalate through the series releases week by week by week. I think it gets people more excited and more hyped about it and talking oh, about we, it. We, we it's did, cooler talk, That's right? what we it's did when we first started talk. this show with WandaVision. And all yeah. we did was start, you know, talking about each episode and, you know, estimating that Mephisto and, and you know, the, the, the Blue Marvel and all these other people were coming to the show. You know, that's what I think you're right. That yeah. kind of builds as the episodes get released. So Excellent. I, Peacemaker I was a home run. It was Absolute great. So run. thank you, uh, HBO Max and James Gunn. That was a really great series. And uh, we can't the wait. The cameo was outstanding i thought i i didn't know it was happening i hadn't heard anything about it when i, I saw it i was like oh my god that's pretty damn cool that's pretty damn cool yeah yeah and for, cool. again for momoa and and ezra miller to be there to actually film that scene that was really cool too well apparently uh ezra miller um his his scheduling was kind of wacky so he uh james gunn is actually filming guardians of the galaxy 3 the the Marvel crew actually filmed his Ezra scene, Miller scene. Ezra Miller scene. They did it for him. He got the, the okay. That's from why Margaret. it was like kind of a, a cutaway. When it was had, a cutaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was cool that Mar- Marvel was like, yeah, James, absolutely. Yeah, yeah you just can come out to Atlanta. Group. You don't have to be in L.A. Come out to Atlanta. We can do it here. Sure, right. That's pretty cool. So yeah. the, great collaboration there. But that just shows you the respect that James Gunn is pulling now. He's got. He's going to do great things, and I'll watch any series he puts on HBO Max. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the news section this week, and uh, really, what we want to talk about are what the trailers that dropped on Super Bowl Sunday. Again, last week we recorded our episode right before the Super Bowl, and uh, you know we were anticipating some trailers being dropped on Super Bowl Sunday, and we got some. Oh, so, you know, boy, we, did we? Yeah, we were uh, pleasantly surprised, and they came early, so they came. I think the moon night was first and it was before the game even started. Right. It was in the, in, during the pregame or right when yeah. the main coverage started, we got the moon night trailer and then Dr. Strange hit literally like within the first 
five minutes of the football game, we got that very that, early that trailer. Too. And then we got the um, the other one was the DC kind of we'll call it the DC Heroes trailer, which was right. The world needs heroes. World yeah. needs heroes. Right. Yeah, that was the theme. And that was kind of like a little bit uh, some clips here and there of a bunch of different movies and projects. This is a real. Yeah. Yeah. And we got a, a lot more. Um, we got a lot more Flash in that movie. We got a lot more uh, everything. Black we started Adam. With Batman. We got Black Adam. I'm telling you, that movie looks sick. And The Rock, uh, what, he opened the Super Bowl, right? So he was kind of like one of the main celebrities that opened the Super Bowl. Did he really need to do that? That was kind of cheesy. Yeah. But introduced the people that were coming out for the coin flip, I guess. You know, that's what that was his job. (laughs) But, but, uh, yeah, you know what? And, uh, from the, we'll just talk about each one individually. I think the, the DC one, again, to your point, it was a scissor reel. We got a little, some clips here and there of a bunch of the different projects, the Batman movie, uh, the Flash movie, a little bit more of the Aquaman movie. We saw Jason Momoa in his full new costume, which was great. Yeah. Uh, and then we got Black Adam, some good scenes of Black Adam in that as well. So we got some good scenes of the other characters: Doctor Fate, um, mm-hmm. Adam Smasher, Hawkman. Hawkman looked really good. Oh man, it it exceeded my expectations because I was like. Man, how are they going to do this with real feathers? Or how how are they going to are they going to modernize this? And I was very pleasantly surprised at how they yeah. interpreted Hawkman. Great character, and uh, man, he looked badass. So I cannot wait for that movie. I I I really am looking forward to it. Black Adam is going to be very good. I have a feeling. Um, but we got that one, and the Moon Knight trailer was. I think a little bit more insight into some of the plot of the movie. Out of everything, though, that was probably disappointing for me. Well, the least new material. They repeated yeah. a lot of stuff we'd already seen. Right. It was a little bit more dialogue from uh, Ethan Hawke's character, talking a little bit more, you know, him directly speaking to yeah. um, Mark Spector slash whoever, whatever his personality was at the time. Uh, you did Stevie get Stevie Grant. Yeah, you did Steven. They're the Steven, Steven, Steven. Steven you know, yeah. yeah. So there was a lot of that. Uh, but yeah, I'm super excited for that series. I mean, I, I think that that's going to be a game changer. And, and and again, we're going to get into him a little bit here in a couple of weeks, right before the Moon Knight series does kick off on Disney Plus. We'll do a whole preview of the Moon Knight character and his history. But he is really a complex character with some really cool powers, and uh, just going to be fun to watch yeah. come to life on on a television screen. Dissociated identity disorder, is DID, what he, yeah, DID, dissociated identity disorder is what he has. So multiple personalities. Um, I, I think it's going to be great. We got a really good uh, another shot of Kanshu, the Moon God, in this. Um, really not a full shot of him, but his presence. Um, so this is really cool. When Ethan Hawke says, um, I think his character's name is Arthur Holloway or Holloway, Hallow, Hallow. Okay. I butcher, you know, I know. Yeah. I butcher names. Everybody expects that Um, at this point. Yeah. I mean, um, he says, you know, there's chaos in you. You need to, you know, embrace the chaos in you. Uh, and he's got something weird about him. He's like a uh, kind of like a cult leader. And we see that he's got this staff with these two um, alligator heads on it. And I think he uses that staff to create some lightning or something. It's, I, I, it's very interesting. I can't wait to see where this goes. Uh, not as much in depth as the Doctor Strange uh, trailer. You're right. We did see a lot of the same stuff, but really cool. Yeah. And Kevin Feige has hit social media in some of these interviews and said, 
that this is something different. This is Moon Knight. This is brutal. It's harsh. Uh, there are scenes where Violent. he's, he's yeah. wailing on someone, and it's graphic and sounds like very brutal. And your uh, my first knee jerk rea- knee jerk reaction was like, are we going to pull back from that? And then again, no, we're not. We're we're going for it. It's a tonal change in the Marvel uh, universe. Good. So I- I'm looking forward to this. If they're going to bring, you know. Uh, Daredevil, The Punisher, they need to start embracing this, what fans expect of these characters. Well, and I think that, you know, again, you and I have have alluded to this. I think what they're doing is they're really setting up this, you know, Midnight Suns kind of team where, like, you know, there's, you know, Moon Knight, I think, eventually with Blade Blade. and and the Black Knight and potentially Ghost Rider and The Punisher and others, I think, and Morbius, you know, potentially as well. I think they're putting together this team of individuals who's who are going to fight supernatural threats and, you know, introducing a character like Moon Knight as one of the people who's going to be integral into that future of Marvel. I mean, they could center some series on Disney Plus around each one of those characters, but also the the team of those characters for years and and it would be entertaining. So, I mean, I think Fantastic. that this is just Really, really setting a great stage for them. It's exciting, and I I hope you are right. Um, but we'll find out. March thirtieth. It's uh, it's a six episode series. Yeah, Thursday, March thirtieth, I believe, is when it releases. Um, and that's an exciting time because we get that March thirtieth, and we get Morbius the movie on April first. Yeah, right, right the next day. So, uh, man, it'll be a that'll be an exciting time. For that'll us. be a great episode. Check out the our episode on those two. Yeah. Um, but then you know, let's talk really about what everybody was been talking about this week. And that's the new Dr. Strange trailer. And it was the full trailer. So we got a teaser at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home kind of gave us some insights into the plot, you know, who some of the characters and, you know, really kind of created more questions than it answered. Well, this one was like, Oh my gosh, buddy. And all it did was send the internet on this massive frenzy because we got confirmation of something that we thought was going to happen a modern day version of the Illuminati, which we believe is going to be prevalent in this movie. And then some things that might be going forward. And and that's our topic of the week this week. We'll talk about the Illuminati from the comic books, but we get a scene of Dr. Strange, you know, in handcuffs being escorted into a room by what looked like Ultron variant robots, which is another thing that people were all excited about. He gets escorted. You know what those robots kind of look like? Ultraman, didn't no, they? A little bit, didn't they? But they look more like the original Ultron. They look like the Ultron bots from um, uh, Age of Ultron. The yeah, movie. they did. Yeah, um, but, but their eyes were all, like uh, Ultraman eyes. I thought they were so cool, bit. and their their face kind of looked like Ultraman. I I don't think they're all Ultron bots. Uh, we'll, but, see. we'll see. But you know, he gets marched into you know what we see it looks like a a courtroom of some some kind or, or tribunal of some kind and there's a there's six chairs sitting on top of this high balcony and there's people in them and you know dr strange, some of them some of the chairs are empty yeah, yeah. and dr strange is brought in front of it and uh we hear the voice of patrick stewart absolutely patrick stewart say we should tell him the truth right and Oh my God! I it's freaked out. Freaking Professor X. Yeah, and everybody freaked out. Everybody yeah. freaked out about this. Yeah. So, um, 
and you know some of the other scenes were 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 really good too. You know that we got some clips of some other things going on in there. Let me preface all this trailer by this: they filmed this movie. It was in the can. Then they did reshoots. They did over six weeks of reshoots, which is enough to film a whole new movie. Right. And then rumor has it is that they're still doing reshoots now, currently, before the movie even launches in what, a month, a hundred and something days? Well, two and a half months, but two and a half months. They're still doing shoots. So I think a lot of it is misdirection. I will be extremely upset if Patrick Stewart is a variant of another Doctor Strange or something, and they just, if we got bonered on this. No, did we get bonered on th- this? I don't think they did that. Professor, are we getting bonered that. on this? I hope not. Um, I, I, I think I think you're absolutely correct. I think we're going to see the Illuminati, uh, and I guess we'll get into more of that a little bit later of who that is and who's in the Illuminati. So, But the, the rumors around who is now cameoing in this movie, who's going to make a cameo? It's on is fire. Off the charts. Off the charts. So, I guess uh, Ryan Reynolds has a new movie coming out on Netflix in a couple of weeks, and he's doing promote. It's called something Adam Adam Pro- the Adam Project Adam Project. Yeah. yeah, it's a sci fi flick. So he's coming out with a movie on Netflix, and he was interviewed uh, a couple days ago, and they asked him, "Hey, you know, how's Deadpool three going?" And then they're like, "Any chance you make a cameo in Doctor Strange?" He goes, "Oh well, you know, I'm not in that movie," and you. As we saw from Tobey Maguire and, and Andrew Garfield, I mean, that's the first thing that they tell you at Marvel is to deny that you're even in the movie. Right. But if there's a movie for him to make a cameo in, it would be this movie. I would think so. Oh, he's going to be. I mean, I think even he, if it's like a and there if, was like something in the um, in the in, shattered in the poster, poster or yeah. whatever that looked like Deadpool. Right? It looked like Deadpool. Yeah, there was one of the shards of glass. And I've studied that poster quite a bit and done a lot of research on it. But in one of the shards of glass, it looks like Deadpool. And and he could be right. He might not be in that movie. But, but even if it's it for 30 seconds. It could be a cameo in that movie. And he wasn't asked that. He said, are you in that movie? Right. He said, oh, I'm not in that movie. That's the, just a rumor. But even a cameo of him just like showing up in one scene or something. People you know? would lose their shit. Oh, my God. Would lose their and shit. And it's the place to do it. You there's, know? there's rumors that since if it is, in fact, a Professor X, which Charles I believe Xavier, it is, right? Charles Xavier, played by Patrick Stewart, uh, will we see other will we see other mutants? Will we see a Wolverine? Maybe not the Wolverine, maybe well, not Hugh Jackman Wolverine, but, but we might version. because we, we know that Marvel spoke to both Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman about coming back for this movie specifically. Yes. Because they both confirmed that they were spoken about that. And they said they, they were they told Kevin Feige we don't want to um, take away from what we felt that we did with these characters in the Logan movie. Like that was the end of the chapter that like closed the storybook on both of these characters. We don't want to change that. Right. But this movies allow allows them to appear as their characters without changing that story because they could be variants of those characters. Correct. From yes. other multiverses. Exactly. And that's what we might not see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, but we could see him. We might. Um, and this is where the hey John Krasinski as as fan, Mr. Fantastic is yep. going to show up, and then Good. Tom Cruise as Iron Man. Uh, we do believe pretty convincingly that we're going to see Haley Atwell playing uh, Captain, Captain Carter, Carter absolutely from the What If series. She's going to be part of that Illuminati team potentially, potentially part of that, yep. or definitely a cameo in this or yep. in this in some aspect yep. or, or way, shape, or form. And we saw Her in that shield. trailer a version of Captain Marvel 
but it it was an African American version of Captain Marvel. And again, the what people have done with slow mo and everything else. It's it's uh, the girl who played um, Monica Rambo, not Monica Rambo. It's uh, her mother, Maria Rambo. Her mother mm-hmm. in the Captain Marvel movie ends up becoming Captain Marvel in another multiverse, and that's who is kind of come into this movie as Captain Marvel. She was flying the jet. With Marvel, right? Interesting. Yeah, I like it. So that's yeah. the theory there. Whether that's photon, but we see a scene in the trailer of of Wanda fighting a cap a, a, a Captain Marvel yeah. character, but it's an African American Captain Marvel. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. so we don't know if that's photon. We don't know if that's Captain Marvel. We right. don't know if that's Monica Rambo or Maria Rambo. Right. But it's definitely some with the same power set right. as Captain Marvel. Right. That's going to be exciting to find out. Yeah. So, I mean, again, the rumors are off the charts of who's going to appear in this movie, who's going to make a cameo. Tom Cruise as Superior Iron Man. The guy who originally played Mr. Fantastic in the original Fantastic Four movies, he may be coming back as Mr. Fantastic. They said... uh, Black Bolt. The guy who played uh, Black Bolt in the uh, Inhumans TV TV series may be coming back for that. So the Black Bolt is the leader of the Inhumans, and he's on the Illuminati. They're saying he could come back for it. And there's a, a big rumor out there and a lot of speculation that he is signed on it. Uh, so he might be in this movie. Uh, we could get introduced introduced to the Fantastic Four. We could get mutants in the MCU. We could get a reverse um, House of M where instead of eliminating all mutants, that she, she, created. she creates all mutants uh, to bring her children uh, back. I, I, I just... My theory is, is that, yes, that I think Scarlet Witch is the protagonist in this. I think she's the big evil in it. Antagonist. I, antagonist, I'm sorry. And and I think that the Darkhold has corrupted her. So I think uh, she she's probably the villain of the movie, at least early on. You know, ultimately, does she be, be the end-all villain that they're fighting against? We're not sure. We're but. not sure yet, but I think she's definitely a, a part of it. I think they go on some quest, American Chavez and Doctor Strange go on some quest to find uh, the, the anti-Darkhold uh, book, the Book of Vishanti. Uh, I, that, that is obviously in the poster. It's been, uh, noted in the poster and a lot of people have researched it. One of the shards of glass, um, has the book of Vishanti in it. So we we know that book is in there, which is basically a white magic, not dark magic, like the dark hold. It's a white magic. Uh, that- and, and we saw in the trailer, multiple variants of Dr. Strange. Yeah. So we saw our Stephen Strange from the MCU, we saw another Stephen Strange who had a ponytail, and we they were Defender calling him Strange. Defender Strange. Yeah. And then we saw the one with the beard from, you know, Strange Supreme potentially from from the, the evil Doctor Strange, the evil Doctor, or the, the you know the corrupted Doctor Strange from from the What If series potentially in. And then we saw Zombie Doctor Strange. Oh, I got a theory of that. Could that Zombie Doctor Strange be Nightmare? I thought that too when I saw that. Everybody's like, "Oh, it's Zombie Doctor Strange," and I'm like. That looks more like Nightmare than it does the Zombie Doctor Strange. Could it Strange. be Nightmare? It could be. With, you know, yeah. with the same kind of power set. And, and maybe in some alternate universe, Doctor Strange is the Nightmare character because he's been corrupted by the Darkhold or something like that. Yeah, right? I mean, the beginning of the trailer when he says, you know, I have these dreams and then I wake up and the nightmare begins. Right. I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. We again. always thought when Scott Derrickson was uh, attached to this project before Sam Raimi took over, when Scott Derrickson was the guy... Uh, doing the movie when we first heard about it in comic-con he basically came out and said we're making a horror film we are making a marvel 
horror film, and this is going to be a scary movie. And our, of course, all of us were like, okay, they're introducing the nightmare character. Sure. They're bringing nightmare because it's one of Doctor Strange's biggest um, adversaries. Adversaries, you know, in in his comic books is uh-huh. is the nightmare character. And we're like, oh, that makes all kinds of sense. And when I saw that, you know, six armed, what they were calling zombie Doctor Strange, I'm like, that might be nightmare. I, that's be. what that was. I what, for my first thought, or but, he's possessed by a Doctor Strange variant is possessed by nightmare. Yeah, but then there was a clip of zombie Wanda as well. Yeah, from zombie Wanda from from the What If series, right? The, this has got so many twists and turns. There, there is no telling who can show up in this and what is going to happen. Guys, if you haven't seen the What If series, you got to go watch it because they're bringing in aspects of this What If into this movie, and it's it's very relevant. And so, it's really good, so it's worth watching. Yeah, I, I can't wait for this movie. I'm so hyped. I love the fact that the Darkhold and the Book of Ashanti is going to be against. I, the, that book is basically used to counteract and pull the spells from the Darkhold uh, you know, counteract the, the spells from the Darkhold. I think Wanda is being possessed by the Darkhold. I think she goes down that deep path and they use the Book of Ashanti to pull her out of that and to save her. I, that's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, a lot yet to be seen. And you know what? We're probably going to get a few more teasers. How hyped are you about this oh, movie, th- though? that trailer just totally set me off now. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. It I'm, lit the I'm fuse. I'm so excited. It lit the fuse. I'm telling you, it's it's probably... I, I had some... You know, Moon Knight, obviously, is probably my most anticipated. And Batman, obviously, until I saw that clip of Batman. Now I'm kind of wavering a little bit. I'm like, man, that clip wasn't great. Uh, so, but we'll see. But this trailer set me off. Like, I am stoked for this trailer. Yeah, we, we should we this should movie, be excited yeah. about it. I, I think it's going to be great. And it's I think, you know, Kevin Feige has come out and said that this movie is really going to set the stage for a lot of what's happening in, in Marvel Phase 4 and Phase, phase 5 going forward. Um, I've got some theories around where they're going with this and what, what the plans are for the next you know, kind of big, you know, we had the first three years or first three stages of Marvel movies at 10 years that they did really were the, what we call the infinity saga, right? It was all leading up to ultimate confrontation with Thanos and with end game. Yeah. And the end, end game movie and the infinity. Gauntlet. You think it's secret wars. Yeah. I think that that's where they're going. With I this. agree with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I, I, I think mean, they're building the stage for secret wars. Yeah. They're, they're building the stage for secret wars. So I, I think that's where they're going. Sick. Yeah. How exciting is this? Yeah, well, I mean, so there again, I don't want to get into too much detail about this, but there there are two versions of the secret Marvel Secret Wars in the comic books. There was the original version from back in the 80s, which is really it was again we talked about this previously in a, in a previous episode. It was made up by Marvel to uh, appease the Hasbro company so they could sell more toys and and it was that was the one with the Beyonder where they went off to uh, Battle World and they had all these different battles between evil you know, people and, and heroes. And, and that, that was the first Secret Wars. The second Secret Wars was a multiverse arc in the comics. It was, yep. two, it was the Ultimates universe and the main Marvel universe basically squaring off. Um, and, you know, some crap happened. And ultimately, it, they combined at the end of it. Um, but this is a way for them to look all the things that they have to do. They got to introduce the Fantastic Four. They yep. got to introduce mutants back into the MCU. Yep. All these Fox properties and Fox characters. Some actors are going to bring back. Some they're going to recast. We don't know any of this. 
but what a great way to kind of bring them all back into the same universe. And we've talked about the Spider-Verse as well, all these characters from the Sony universe. How do they bring them back in? Or will they bring them back in? Well, this is a way to do it. And Secret Wars is the way to do all of that. The multiverse is the key to bringing all this together and introducing that in this movie and Loki um, as well as Spider-Man, is huge. I mean, this sets the tone for what we're going to see. I think see. this movie is going to be off the charts good and really set the stage for some crap that's going to be Dude, happening. Sam Raimi, he did the first three Spider-Man movies. E- Evil Dead, I mean, he's no, he's no stranger to horror flicks and comic book flicks, you right, know, superhero right. flicks and horror flicks. This is his wheelhouse. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. And uh, Me too. And I think... The hype behind behind this is going to only escalate. You know, we're going to be talking about this. Maybe not as much as we did about Spider Man, but we'll be talking about this movie for the next couple of months until it comes out for sure. I'm telling you, I'm so. I, I think the Darkhold and the the Book of Ashanti and and what we're going to see, that's going to be one of the main plots in this movie, and it's it's exciting. All right, well, let's move into our topic of the week, and uh, we're going to break down and talk about the Illuminati since we got a, you know, kind of what we thought was a vision of the Illuminati and in the Doctor Strange trailer. Well, let's talk about who the Illuminati are in the comic books and the history behind them and and how they came about and how it might relate to this movie and, and what's going on going forward. And, of course, this is brought to us by our friends over at Studio GG Studios. Studio GG Studios, home of the man band, corner of the cob. Um awesome yeah we we love you guys keep up the good work we're expecting some new stuff from you guys pretty soon right so uh yeah absolutely black viper still out there black viper is still on every youtube the end of every youtube show and will be for the rest of the year all right well let's uh let's get into it so um again in the in the doctor strange in the multiverse of madness trailer Doctor Strange is brought up in front of a a council of individuals who we believe is kind of that movie's version of the Illuminati. And so who is the Illuminati, right? Which, by the way, I think Marvel is fucking with us, and those characters are in the seats, but they've erased them. They've digitally erased them. Oh, just like they did with the Spider-Man trailers. I think they're fucking with us. I think they are there. Because Mordo walks by. You can see his staff. With his ponytail. ponytail. You can see him walk by. The other theory is that that Mordo is not our Baron Mordo. He's a a variant. He's from a a variant from a different multiverse. I I would think so. And because we saw him in the first trailer say, you know, the biggest threat to the multiverse is you and, you know, kind of like talking about his other variants and stuff like that. And, and, you know, he is a variant himself. So yeah. So we'll kind of get into, but let's talk about who the Illuminati are. And to your point, those chairs are probably populated in that scene. They've just been digitally removed so that we don't see who those people are. Yeah. Because we start making, you know, huge. Well, and there's been some concept art that's come out from the movie as well that shows professor X you know, Charles Xavier in his hovering wheelchair up on that stage. And he's the one potentially right behind Dr. Strange when he walks in. And so you can't see him because that would be a a dead giveaway. Right. Yeah. And again, we heard theories, you know, months ago that Wanda and professor X are going to battle in this show or in the movie. And they may have, you know, some kind of, you know, knockdown drag out fight and all this other stuff. So anyway, um, but he's the leader of the Illuminati. Now I wouldn't say the leader. So uh, let's talk about it. So who, how did the Illuminati come together? There was a... Um, um, so, after Marvel Secret Wars, the first one back in the 80s, um, Marvel then went through several different, we'll say, crossover events 
throughout the comic books, you know, every few years they would have one. Um, and there was a crossover event called the, the, the Kree Skull Scroll War. And we got introduced to the Krees and the Scroll in the Captain Marvel movie, the characters. Um, the Scrolls are from a planet where, and they have the ability to shapeshifters. shapeshifters. They can change the way that they look and they can basically look like anybody. Well, Ronan, we were the Kree we we've known about for quite some time. Well, Ronan, we yeah. saw in the guardians of the galaxy first movie. Yeah. And then we got a little bit more of the Kree in the Captain Marvel movie. Right. Um, we got a, a bunch of Kree stuff in the Agents of the Shield show, and there's a lot of other, you know, kind of uh, allusions to the Kree. But the, the their two um, mortal enemies, that those two alien races hate each other and they battle all the time. Well, ultimately, there was a war that occurred on Earth. It was the Kree Skull Scroll War on Earth, and it was a, a big battle and. Lots of people got hurt and injured and lots of civilian car- uh, casualties. And after that occurred, um, Iron Man decided to pull together um, leaders from a bunch of different groups across you know, Marvel to kind of say, hey, w- let's talk about what just happened. Um, and the first appearance of this was in the New Avengers number seven. Actually, I have a New Avengers number six sitting up here right now. I couldn't find number seven. I guess I don't own it. But um, in the New Avengers number seven was when this happened and it was the original members of the Illuminati were um, Mr. Fantastic, Namor, Black Bolt, Professor X, Doctor Strange and Iron Man. And Iron Man put this group together and and basically the genesis of this group was hey this really bad thing just happened. Yeah. And some of us knew about this threat and didn't say anything about it. And had we just communicated with each other and worked together, we could have prevented this thing from ever happening. Brilliant minds from all different aspects. Each one of the members of the Illuminati was um, a leader of a a specific team of individuals, and they were representative of those teams in the Illuminati. Um, But they were also individually super-powered and also super-smart. Yeah. So they're all the most brilliant minds amongst, you know, the groups of individual super-teams. But they're also very powerful superheroes themselves. I mean, they each had their own, you know, powers. Um, You know, Mr. Fantastic, Lisa Fantastic Four, one of the most brilliant scientists. Reed Richards. Reed Richards, one of the most brilliant scientists on the planet, right? Uh, Namor. Uh, an incredibly powerful mutant in charge of the Atlantean race. I mean, he's the king of Atlantis, right? We had Black Bolt, who's the king of the Inhumans and also probably one of those most powerful superheroes on the planet. Um, Professor X, probably the most powerful mind on the planet, as well as a leader of the X-Men. We had Doctor Strange, who is the Sorcerer Supreme, right? In charge of all the mystic arts. Supernatural. Right, and all the supernatural. And then we had Iron Man in charge of the Avengers and also a brilliant scientist. So he's like, look, we've got the greatest minds, some powerful people here. We should start working together. And at that time, they agreed, okay, if there's a threat that we all need to be aware of or something that needs our attention, we should start working together as a team. And we're going to keep every meeting we have secret. Nobody can know about it because all that's going to do, if they find out we're meeting, they're, you know, it's going to cause a lot of problems. Now, within the team of the Illuminati, they still didn't trust each other. Yeah. They still didn't believe that they were, you know, Especially on the up and up. Right. Because they all had reasons to, like, distrust each other for lots of different reasons. Um, but they at least had this cooperative agreement. Um, and then they, they decided that they would um, look for opportunities to help each other in the future. 
they at one point in time as a group the illuminati went to the scroll homeworld and invaded because they were basically trying to get information they were captured <laughs> and the scrolls did experiments on them and, and actually were able to pull some information out of most of them uh, ultimately they were able to escape escape iron man was able to help, you know promote an escape and they were able to leave but they were able to uncover kind of a plot of an impending invasion of Earth coming down the road in the future that the, that the Skrulls were planning. And it was like one of the things that they were trying to find out the when they went invasion. there. And that ultimately became Secret Invasion many years later. But that was one of the reasons they went there. Um, they did, uh, the Beyonder I mentioned was a, a super-powered being uh, who kind of was in charge of the first Secret Wars. Um, they convinced him uh, that he was an inhuman. They thought that he was potentially... A, a mutant with an X gene that was also an inhuman who had been transformed by the Terrigen mist. And ultimately they used black bolt as his King to convince him to kind of put himself in an alternate dimension. So he wouldn't affect or hurt anybody anymore. And they were able to do that. And they kind of did that as a group collectively, right? Um, that when the infinity uh, war happened um, after that event happened, they, decided as a group to go off and try to collect the infinity gems themselves so they would no longer be a threat. And once they got all the infinity gems, they tried to use the infinity gems to basically uh, destroy the infinity gems. And they were unsuccessful. They weren't able to be destroyed. And so ultimately each one of the members of the Illuminati was, was entrusted, entrusted with, with yeah. one of the infinity gems of keeping yeah. it safe or hiding it somewhere. So it couldn't be used for, for bad purposes any longer. And so that was one of the, the things that they did there as well. Um, one of the most popular stories that the um, Illuminati was involved with was um, the Hulk. So they collectively, so the Hulk had um, just destroyed Las Vegas. So he had been, been on a rampage and destroyed Las Vegas, lots of civilian ca casualties. And they're like, look, we need to do something about this. The group got together and said, we feel that we have a way that we could capture the Hulk and jettison him off to some uh, planet that's uninhabited and allow him to live out the rest of his days without any other, you know, living beings. And just, and that's frankly, the Hulk's told us that, you know, Bruce Banner's told us that that's what he wants. He just wants to not hurt anybody anymore. Just, just live out his days and die. So they captured the Hulk, put him in a spaceship and shot him off into space. And we're going to send him off to this uninhabited planet. Well, they ended up, the, the spaceship that they sent him off in ended up getting diverted, crash landed on Sakaar. Yeah. And that's where we kind of got the Hulk. Part of Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, the Planet Hulk, what we call Planet Hulk uh, version of, of the Hulk storyline where he ends up on Sakaar. He's captured. He's made to fight in the as a gladiator in the arena. And then he ends up freeing all the other gladiators and, and creating an uprising. He ends up becoming you know, king of that planet, yeah. uh, ultimately. And then what happens is his, the spaceship that he was sent there on blows up and ends up killing his, uh, wife and unborn child. And it completely sends him on a rampage. And he's like, I'm going to get those MFers who sent me here. The Illuminati thinking that they were the ones responsible. Well, what it ended up coming out that it was some other people on the planet Sakaar that, that made that happen, but he was on a rampage for revenge against the Illuminati. And he took a group of soldiers from Sakaar back to earth and said, I'm going to wreck house and I'm going to make all these, these Illuminati pay. And so he, you know, 
comes to New York and he's like, you know, actually first thing he does is come to the moon where, um, where the, uh, the, the inhumans are and he defeats black bolt with no problem. And then he warns the, you know, earth, Hey, I'm coming and New York's next. So get ready. Um, he spared like professor X wasn't with the Illuminati at the time because of some things that were going on in the X-Men comics. He was kind of not even part of the X-Men at the time. So we spared him. Namor was the only one that didn't want to send him off planet. So he kind of spared him, but all the others, he was basically just completely wrecking. And that was the whole world war Hulk comic book storyline was a big crossover event of the Hulk coming back and exacting revenge on the people that sent him away. And again, specifically the Illuminati, the Illuminati. And again, we've heard that Mark Ruffalo is going to be doing a standalone Hulk movie. And we've also heard or potentially heard that that was going to be the world War Hulk storyline. And so to have that storyline and introduce the Illuminati in the MCU makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So that that's another thing that I'm looking forward to potentially happen over the next two or three years uh, with the with Marvel. Um, but anyway, that was uh, and then ultimately the the Civil War storyline, which we kind of got a, a bit of a movie of that in, in the MCU, the Marvel, uh, the Captain America Civil War. But this was the a little bit. It was a little bit more widespread in the comic books. It was really about uh, the Superhuman hu- Registration Act. It wasn't the Sokovia Accords that right. we had in the Marvel movie, but it was, hey, everybody with superpowers on the planet should register themselves so that right. we, because they're basically super weapons and they should be registered. Um, and we're going to enact this law that everybody that has superpowers has to be registered. And if they don't, they're going to be captured and jailed and imprisoned. And there were some heroes like Captain America who didn't believe that that was the right thing to do. And then there were people like Iron Man who were wholeheartedly behind it. And that really split the Illuminati because there were members of the Illuminati who felt uh, they they sided with both sides, right? So, yeah. um, you know, Mr. Fantastic was very much in favor of the Superhuman Registration Act and worked directly with Iron Man to to help not only be you know part of that but enforce it. Um, but then Doctor Strange was like, "No, I don't think this is a good no. thing." And he Namor the same. He did yep. not want to be there. right. Exactly. You know, he's 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 very independent. So that split the Illuminati a little bit. Um, and at the end of the civil war, we had, you know, secret invasion and there was a bunch of stuff that went on there. And Tony Stark at the time was in charge of shield. Um, but then you found that there were so many characters that were scrolls like yeah. Hank Pym was a scroll and Electra was a scroll. And I mean, there were so many scrolls and all of a sudden they didn't know who they, if they could trust each other anymore. Cause one of them might've been a scroll. And that was really kind of a big, uh, part of the downfall of the Illuminati group in the comic books was the the secret invasion storyline. And ultimately after that was called dark rain where Norman Osborn kind of is taking over and setting up things like the dark Avengers yeah. and, and things like that to kind of, you know, get his way of, of things going forward. So there's a lot of stuff that happened in that, that storyline as well, but that's kind of where the Illuminati came from in the comic books. And I believe we're going to see a version of that. Dr. Strange and the multiverse ver, multiverse of madness, whether they stay true to the comics or not, we don't know. Well, we don't know. If they, I, 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 not sure if it's the exact same team members, but it's going to be some of them. And I believe I, Captain Carter might be one of those new members that we didn't hear of. But I think their intentions are similar. I think their motivation is similar. I would not be surprised if they're involved in things going forward, in, including potentially a World War Hulk storyline, you know, sending him off and then him having to come back. Wouldn't be surprised if they're involved in the Secret War storyline at some to some extent. So, I mean, I think that it's just setting the stage for a lot of things going forward of having this body of super powered individuals who who 
you know, have a lot of influence and control yeah. over things, you know, kind of directing things from, from a central location and people not being happy with it. So we'll, we'll see where that goes. Huge. Illuminati's could be a standalone movie in the future. Um, they're definitely, I agree with you, professor. They're definitely setting up a lot of different teams, young Avengers, dark Avengers, the Illuminati, uh, defenders. I, I think they're setting up a lot of different teams of Thunderbolts possibly, uh, so it gives them a ton of options uh, down the road. Kevin Feige has said that uh, Endgame was the last Avengers movie. Now, you see, I don't read too much into that. He said when we got the last Avengers movie, so that was the one that just happened, the last Avengers. I don't think it's the last Avengers movie. I agree with you. I don't think it's the last. I think Young Avengers could still happen. Uh, People are I, reading a lot into that. When he said when, when we had the last Avengers movie, it was kind of the end of a chapter. And I'm like, well, People were thinking he means that's the last Avengers movie. You know, I think he meant the one that just happened, which was the last one. I hope you're right. Uh, I, I think that he is going to move forward with a whole new team and a whole new team of, uh, of different I think characters. we'll see another Avengers movie. And, and probably it won't be for three years, but I think ultimately we'll need to have another Avengers movie to kind of tie everybody together. Yes, exactly. Whether it be the Dark Avengers, Young Avengers, Illuminati, right. Thunderbolts. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you, Professor. Thanks for that uh, recap of uh, the Illuminati. Let's ring the bell. All right. Well, that's it for us this week. We'll be back next week for more Super Talk. To get in touch with us on social media, hit us up via email, supertalkpodcast at outlook.com or at supertalkpod on Twitter. Until then, stay super, everyone. 